Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Today we are talking about How Not to Die, or more accurately, we're talking about the book called How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Before we start, just a quick reminder that tomorrow is the first day of the New Year New Me Challenge. This is a mindset challenge and it's about creating sustainable changes in your life and thinking about why you aren't doing it. So thinking about those mental blocks that are stopping you and blasting those mental blocks away. So feel free to join up. We would love to have you join. We've got lots of people already signed up. It's super exciting. The URL to sign up is drorlena, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com forward slash new me with a little dash in between new and me. So come and join us for that. Okay, how not to die. I ordered this book as a Christmas present to myself because I love reading about nutrition books and improving your life books. My main message is that we can significantly reduce illness, our chances of getting ill, by the way we live. So that includes how we eat, how we sleep, how we exercise, and importantly, our emotional wellness. And Dr. Michael Grieger has written a book called How Not to Die. Isn't that perfect? So I was very, very excited to read about it. Now, one of the things that we see is that there is a lot of controversy about nutrition. So you only have to look around the internet and some people will say, oh, you must eat this way. You must eat that way. It has to be low carbohydrate. It has to be keto. It has to be this way. And when we're talking about meat, there are lots of people on either side of the fence. So I was interested to find out what Michael Grieger has to say about nutrition. Now, this book 
is quite a fat book and it has lots of references at the back, which is always a good sign, I think. I like someone who has given references. However, and I will talk about this more in a bit, there is another side to references and one that means that you can pick your references and really tell the story that you want to tell. So let me tell you some of my thoughts about this book. Now my number one thought is I totally love his main message. It's really in accordance with my main message. So if you open it up it's split up into two parts and he goes through all the different diseases. So for example how not to die, let me just have a look, from heart disease, how not to die from lung disease, how not to die from brain disease. And he goes into each of these different diseases. He's got 15 chapters and talks specifically about how not to die from those diseases. And that's great. And the message he is giving is, do you know what? It's all about nutrition. And well, not just nutrition, but it's mostly about nutrition. And we used to think that Genetics played a big part in whether we got these illnesses, such as heart disease or whatever disease it is, and that it was predetermined whether you were going to die of heart disease at the age of 50. And now we can see that that isn't the case. In fact, the big burden of disease is lifestyle, the way we eat, the way we exercise or don't exercise, our lack of sleep and stress playing a big role in disease burden. So you can look at this in disease burden from a population point of view, or you can look at it from an individual point of view. What does that mean to me? Essentially, it means if you lead a healthy life, if you eat healthy foods and really take care of yourself, you have a much, much higher chance of living a healthy, long, vibrant life. And that's my personal message to you. I'm all about loving life, having lots of energy and living the most helpful life that you possibly can. So I totally love his main message. And I also think it's a very thought provoking book. When I look at, I've only started reading it around a week or so ago, and it's given me some personal ideas of what to do. Now, I'm just going to take a step back for a minute and think about my idea about what nutrition is good and his idea about what nutrition is good. So my idea is what we call the Mediterranean style diet. I say my idea, it's not my idea. It's the way, the framework of which I think. So lots and lots of vegetables, nuts, a bit of fish, thinking about a bit of protein, good proteins. What I mean is good quality proteins, ideally ones that have good animal welfare. We don't want protein and meat that is packed full of antibiotics. And in an ideal world, those animals would all be looked after nicely. Now, his idea is a vegan diet. He talks about um, a plant-based diet with low meat, eggs and dairy. And I have to confess, I haven't finished reading the book. I'll explain why in a bit. But as far as I can work out, when he says low, he means none. And he talks about this idea of these products, meat, dairy and protein, being very harmful to us. And he draws the analogy of doctors don't tell people to just smoke one cigarette. We say give up smoking and don't smoke. So he's really advocating a vegan diet. 
Now, I'm going to just put that to the side for a minute and I'm going to come back to it because what I was saying was there are some changes that he has really inspired in me. So the changes that I have made just by reading some of his books are, one, thinking about spices. Now, I love spices. And in his book, he was saying that he was talking about antioxidants. Now, antioxidants are the good guys that sort of counterbalance free radicals. Now, it's all to do with electrons. And essentially, free radicals will come into contact with things like our cells and damage them. And we don't want that. We don't want our cells to be damaged. And antioxidants sort of mop up those free radicals. So the more antioxidants we have in our food, the better. And he was saying that vegetables are a fabulous source of antioxidants, but spices even more so. And he had some way of measuring it. But I love spices and I strive to use spices, but it really just gave me a little push to think, okay, you can add spices frequently. So for example, we eat porridge with fruit and nuts and things like that for breakfast and adding a teaspoon of cinnamon or cardamom is really easy. So it just gave me a little push to think about spices on a daily basis. Now, he also talked about sprouting lentils and I love sprouting lentils they are super easy you just soak them put them in a little sprouter I've got a beautiful little terracotta sprouter and you can use them as a snack you can just grab a handful of them once they've sprouted which only takes a day or two and you can also use them for cooking because now that they're sprouted you don't have to do the whole soaking and cooking and making sure they're cooked properly because you can eat them raw so you can just throw them into whatever you're creating a salad a soup a stir fry and i find them really versatile and really good fun to make now i have previously tried sprouting lentils uh, sorry not lentils um chickpeas and i found the chickpeas go a little bit soapy And in his book, he talks about the antioxidant properties, the good things that you get when you sprout lentils. And he said that if you sprout lentils, you get twice as many of these good antioxidants. And if you sprout chickpeas, you get five times as much. And that made me think, wow, that is a lot, five times as much. Now, I also, because I've been reading his book, was very inspired about lentils and beans. So I have declared year 2020 to be the year of lentils and beans. And so I took myself off to a shop to buy more lentils and beans, different varieties of lentils and beans. Now I have to buy them dry. You can of course get them in jars, but here in Spain we only have either chickpeas, also known as garbanzo beans, or lentils or cannellini beans, and that's it. I can't get anything else. So any other type of bean, I have to soak. And I personally enjoy soaking. So I took myself off to this shop because I'm going to be soaking and cooking and enjoying these beans. And I also found some smaller chickpeas and I started sprouting them. And I totally love them. They are absolutely amazing. So I don't know whether it was because the chickpeas I had been sprouting previously were bigger These ones don't taste so um, soapy. So it is worth having a go. And just, you know, if you've tried something once and it didn't work, give it another go and see if you can make it work. So I have been adding lots more lentils and legumes, including sprouted ones, and more spices. And the last thing that I have done, slightly inspired by him, slightly inspired by my sister's Christmas present to me, is drinking different teas, green teas. 
And normally I would drink coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. Well, I limit myself to one, two cups maximum a day. But he was talking about how green teas are good for you. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give them another try. And she had given me, my sister had given me a beautiful green tea with ginger in. And it's lovely, much nicer than a regular green tea. So I totally loved that. So the things that I find really good about this book are that it has inspired some changes in me. And really and truly, that's the important thing or one of the important things. However, I do also like to read books to get an understanding of a concept. I like to understand how this book fits into my framework of thinking. So he advocates a vegan diet. And I know that there is a lot of controversy about eating meat as a protein. And he cites lots of epidemiological studies. So that means looking at populations and thinking, well, in this population, they do this. And for example, he says, and when you take Japanese people and move them to an American diet, they get the same um, risk factors as Americans. So it is the diet rather than the genetics. And that's all very good. But my big question is this. If you're going to cut out meat and dairy and eggs, how do you know which of those is making a difference? Now, as I say, meat, I've always known to be a controversial area. So some experts say meat is fabulous for you. It's great. We are, after all, made out of protein. So why would protein be bad for us? And other people say, no, do you know what? Meat is not good for us. And when we talked to, to Zarin about a heart healthy diet, she advocated a plant based diet. And a plant based diet generally means lots and lots of plants and a little bit of, of meat. Whereas he is saying no meat. And when we talked to um, when we talked to Vary about cancer, she also advocated a little bit of meat rather than lots of meat. And I myself am on the side of thinking that meat is not great for us and that we should restrict the amount of meat and have small amounts of meat rather than big amounts of meat. Now, not everybody agrees with that. In the book, How Not to Die, he explains that it's not actually the meat itself. It's endotoxins that are around the meat. So um, bacteria that create toxins that then do us damage. So it's not actually the meat doing us, doing us the damage, but that the damage comes from these toxins. And that is just a theory. So it may be true. It may not be true. Who knows? But it is one theory. So this leads me to this big question. Well, OK, what about dairy and eggs? And I have previously studied the works of Michael Mosley, who is a UK doctor, stroke journalist. And I went back and had a look at his book. And in his book, um, which is called The Clever Guts, he's written several books, but specifically talking about The Clever Guts book, he talks about eggs and dairy. And he doesn't say that they are super dangerous and that we should cut them out of our diet. And I think this is an interesting point because I want to know if dairy is not great for me or if it's fine for me. And equally, I want to know if eggs are good for me. Now, going back to the changes I have made, thinking about what he's saying, 
we previously ate lots of cheese. So we don't eat lots of meat, but I could see that at lunchtime we eat lots and lots of cheese. And it felt like we were eating too much cheese. So I haven't cut out cheese, but I have reduced the amount of cheese that we eat at lunchtime and replaced it with things like hummus, which we eat anyhow, but increase the amount of hummus and decrease the amount of cheese. So in order to answer this question, are dairy and eggs really bad for us? I turned to a Facebook group that is exclusively doctors. Um, It's a UK Facebook group and has different doctors that are interested in lifestyle medicine. So how to prevent disease through lifestyle and ask them this question. What do you think about this book? And what do you think about dairy and eggs? And the answer I got was A, interesting, and B, interesting for different ways. So the answer I got really varied. And some people said, well, I think this and I think that. So some people were saying, yeah, I think actually you should cut out eggs and dairy and that a vegan diet is more healthy. And other people said, well, I think plant-based is fine with a little bit of dairy and eggs. And the other thing to think about is your omega-3, getting that from oily fish. Most people did not back up what they thought. So really and truly, they were answering the question, what do you think, rather than what do you think backed up by evidence? And really, it was the evidence that I was looking for. Do you have some way of explaining why you think that, rather than just, this is the way I eat, and so I think it is healthy? Now, I did find one person who I'm excited to be interviewing this week. And she gave me a much more accurate answer, which was her doubts about this book and how the evidence that he uses is not, it's backing up his idea rather than looking at the pros and cons, looking at both sides. And one of the reasons I like Michael Mosley is because he does this. He does exactly this. He says, well, on one hand, there are experts who like meat and there are, on the other hand, there are experts experts who say no. Whereas when somebody just gives you their idea and you think, but you haven't addressed this point and you haven't addressed that point, it feels like a very one-sided argument. And I think that's where I got to with this book. I loved this book because it inspired me to make more changes and I loved his message, but I got to the stage where I felt, hmm, it does feel like a very one-sided argument. And I don't feel that I am being presented with the evidence for and against. And that's what I want, so that I can then make up my mind about eggs and dairy. So I am welcoming this guest, surprise guest, on, and she will tell us more about this idea about dairy and eggs. In conclusion, I loved the main bulk of this book. I loved the message and I agree with so much of what he says that vegetables are really good for us and the key is vegetables. I am all about the vegetables and I love the way he inspires people, myself included, to make even more changes to their diet. However, I do have a reservation and that is I personally don't want to exclude dairy and eggs from my diet without really knowing that they are harmful, or at least having a grasp of the research that says they are harmful and that it is worth excluding them or at least significantly reducing them. 
So those are my thoughts on the book, How Not to Die. Go and grab yourself a copy and read it and let me know what you think. And I will welcome our guest to talk more about this idea of eggs and dairy in, I'm not sure whether it'll be next week or in a few weeks time. We will see. So in the meantime, remember the New Year New Me Challenge. Come and sign up and blast those I can't do it thoughts away. It's going to be super, super fun. Have an amazing week and I will see you next week. Bye bye. listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlina.com slash new me. That's d-r-o-r-l-e-n-a dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye.